Welcome, welcome to my testimony podcast. This is Takia. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. I'm happy that you're here with me. And I think you're going to be excited to hear this testimony. And also in awe, you're probably going to experience so many different emotions. I know I did when I heard this testimony. Um, But it's like, the Lord is good to us, even in trying times. And that's what I took away from this testimony. And I want to share a scripture with you all to be encouraged as well. It is Second Thessalonians uh, chapter 3, verse 16. It says, now may the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times and in every way. The Lord be with all of you. And so that is my prayer to all of you today, that the Lord's peace will sustain you through any and everything that you may walk through in your life and may you meditate on his peace for all eternity. Here's the testimony. Thank you, Cody, for joining me today on the podcast. I'm super excited to have you as a guest today. Oh, well, thank you for having me. It's, it's truly an honor. Praise God. Praise God. If you want to start off by giving um, the listeners a little background of who you are, what you do, go ahead and feel free. Yes. Um, Well, my name is Cody Burns and I am based out of Tampa, Florida, and I'm originally from Southern Indiana. And uh, I grew up in the middle of a cornfield. I don't know if you want me to go into my full backstory, uh, but sure, if you want, just okay. Uh, yeah, just uh, at a young age, I uh, came to know Jesus and grew up in the church and went to a kid's camp. I remember um, whenever I was around 11 years old, and they had a camp speaker there, and the camp speaker uh, also had a special skill. He juggled, and so as a little boy, that really got my attention, and I was like, oh my goodness, that'd be so neat to be able to do that, but then I also seen that he was not up there just to entertain us kids and he really wanted to give us the message the message of hope and that was Jesus and so as a little boy that stuck with me and I remember we had an altar time after that and it was like at that moment I knew that God was calling me into the ministry and I knew that that's um, what I was going to be doing someday and so uh, all through my young years I did teach myself how to juggle I actually started as a clown, doing clown ministry in kids' church and different things, and my talents, uh, you know, continued to grow. Uh, to grow, and then after high school, I went to a ministry program in Rockford, Illinois, and completed that. And then afterwards, I got my pastoral credentials and became pastor. And so, full circle. I mean, and I'll just fast forward to whenever I was twenty-three years old. Um, 23, I was, like I said, children's pastor, but I was also traveling the country. I got to do a lot of children's camps as a speaker, doing the juggling. And so it, it was really neat to, you know, and there I was a little boy uh, at a kid's camp, and I felt called to ministry. And so many years later, here I am speaking at a kid's camp, doing the exact same thing. And so uh, life was just going great. But then uh, May 31st, 2013, my life took a major shift and I'll pause there and give you, if you want to say anything. <laughs> yeah, I was I going to comment that. because I, I thought that was very, I, I, was, I was blessed first of all, to hear that story of how the Lord planted that seed in your heart as a young child. And then yeah, full circle comes and then here you are doing the same thing. And I've never heard of such a ministry to kids. So I'm blessed to even hear that that exists. 
So praise God for that. Oh, yes. I, I've always had, you know, my, my heart is that I love working with kids and, uh, it, it's, it's been quite remarkable. And of course, you know, the juggling and stuff, the kids love that. And really it's just a way to break the ice and uh, yeah. we would call an object lesson. And I, I remember we used to do a lot of inner city, uh, kids ministry and just really connect them because they, they, they're, they're very smart. And, and it's like a, at a young age, you know, they're, they're just seeking to learn different things and, um, what better way to expose them to the gospel of Jesus Christ at that age? Because that's that's whenever I was exposed to it, and it stuck with me all these years. Wow! Uh, so uh, it's yeah, children's ministry is truly, truly where it's at. I'm going to even look into that even further after this recording. Praise <laughs> God! Praise God for that, Cody. Yeah, but if you want to go ahead with and continue with your um, testimony, I think that would be great. Okay. Yeah. So. As I was saying, on, on May 31st, 2013, uh, you know, I, I was, uh, that was a Friday, and a Friday afternoon, uh, the morning of, I was at my church office, I was preparing for kids' church that Sunday, uh, but I also had a meeting at a university there in Vincent's, Indiana. Uh, they have a special event every year held uh, uh, in honor of Red Skelton, which uh, was a comedian uh, that was very popular uh, years ago, uh, but as a little boy, I studied him because I I was exposed to his materials through my grandparents. Uh, but he they have a, a museum there because he was born in Vincennes. But I was going to be doing a comedy and juggling performance, and so along with you know like I said doing ministry and traveling, speaking at camps, I would on occasion do uh, secular events where I would go and I would either do a circus spot date or uh, do some kind of comedy show, but it wouldn't be for a long period of time. It was very brief, um, but I had a meeting that morning. So, you know, life's going stopped at a red light on the highway. And as I knew it would change at that red light. And I think many of us in life, we encounter those red lights. COVID to many during this time is a red light, um, life altering moments. And this was so for me. Uh, I don't remember any of this, uh, but I do remember driving and then everything going black. So what I tell people is based off of the police reports, witnesses, and first responders, and the images that I had received from the sheriff's department. I was stopped at this red light, and I was rear-ended by a refrigerator box truck that was going full highway speed that did not stop. Uh, it was going 60, 65 miles per hour. And on impact of the truck hitting my car, uh, my vehicle blows up into flames. And it was pushed through the intersection into an embankment. And uh, it would, I mean, all the witnesses, and I've gotten to talk to a lot of different ones that have seen it, just they knew that whoever was in that car didn't survive. And so when the first responders came to the scene, they said the same thing. They said, it's a fatality call the coroner. There's no way anybody's going to survive such a tragedy. And there is images out there that I have released on my website. And if you Google um, to kind of get the full effect, because it's one thing just to say it, but when you see it, you're like, oh my goodness, you can really understand why they went to such conclusions. Uh, the driver of the truck, he was fine. Um, I, on the other hand, was left for dead. 
And so somehow or another, by the grace of Almighty God, he came to my rescue in my time of need. And they saw my hand move. The firefighters saw my hand move. And they changed their plans. And so it took them a good hour to get me out of that thing. And then they put me on a stretcher, life-lighted me to a hospital in Evansville, Indiana, which is the southern part of the state. Then they immediately redirected me to Indianapolis, Indiana, to the burn unit. Uh, so they life-lighted me there, and I was placed into a coma on full life support for three weeks. Uh, I had broken vertebrae. I had torn ligaments, all kinds of uh, things. I, had, I did have some lung damage, uh, but the most severe of my injuries was the burn injuries. And so my face had second-degree burns, which second-degree does not scar. But then I had third- and fourth-degree burns, and I never knew there was a fourth-degree burn. Uh, but they exist, and basically what it is is it burns through all your fat cells uh, down to bone and muscle, and in some cases it requires amputation. And so I had 40% of my body was burned, and yeah, uh, like I said, three weeks in this coma, my family has their side of the story. They remember all the hurdles uh, that the doctors would tell them. I had many, many surgeries. I did become septic in the burn unit. There was a couple different times they thought they was going to lose me because my oxygen levels just dropped dramatically low. Uh, but through it all, God has remained faithful. So three weeks later, I come to. And I'll pause there before I go any further. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like shocked at the whole story. But, you know, I'm, I'm really shocked. But you can go ahead and continue because I think people may want to hear, you know, everything else that took place. Because, well, you know, a three-week coma and you don't remember any of this. This is all information that you receive from family, from friends and from witnesses. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Wow. Okay. Yeah. This, wow. And in just the, the images and even my, my family, the burn unit took multiple images as I was in there as I was doing surgeries. And so, uh, but yeah, coming to off of life support, I remember, I remember that moment, obviously I'm still very heavily medicated, so I cannot, I couldn't comprehend everything. Uh, but I remember my family being there and, uh, specifically I remember my mother telling me, uh, you know, Cody, you had, you know, you was in a bad uh, car crash. Uh, you received severe burn injuries. You know, your recovery, it's not going to be long. Or, or sorry, it's its not going to be easy. It's going to be very long. Uh, uh, but through it all, no matter what, Cody, do not lose sight of your vision. And she knew that God had birthed that vision into me at a young age, just like I'd shared, called to ministry. And working with children... Uh, that's, that's where, that's what it was at. But however, I did receive some opportunities to speak to older groups as well, but the majority of it was with kids. Uh, but someday, somehow that it was going to turn into a worldwide ministry. And so my mother, uh, she said, don't lose sight of your vision. Your worldwide ministry has began. And, uh, it stuck with me. Uh, however, at the same time in my mind, I'm like, well, hold up here. Uh, I'm I'm wrapped like a mummy. The advantages <laughs> they're they're soaking with blood and fluid. You know, I I don't I couldn't quite understand my full reality or the extent of my injuries. And still, you're just like, why? You know, I didn't mm -hmm. see this one coming. 
Uh, this was not what I had planned or envisioned for my life. Here I am. I'm trying to do things right. I'm not perfect by any means. Uh, however, you know, you're, I'm on a path. I'm like, okay, I'm, tr I'm trying to serve God and do my best. And bam, you know, life takes this hit. Uh, and so obviously you have those questions and, and yeah. I certainly did, but I'll uh, get to that a little bit here soon. But anyhow, I was in the burn unit for two and a half months. I had many, many surgeries. Um, even whenever I got out of life support, I had to go to a rehabilitation center where I was constantly monitored by nurses and doctors. I had to relearn to walk, use my hands again. Then I went uh, to outpatient therapy, occupational and physical therapy for almost two years after all that. And so it was wow. a very, very long journey uh, to get through it. But, you know, um, I, having a strong community backing me, being with children, and uh, they're watching. You know, they were watching. My, my family started up a Facebook page at the time. At the time, it was called Cody's New Start. Um, you know, I've since changed it to just Cody Burns. Uh, but people from the community and all over the world really were praying and, and watching my response to this. And it was one of those moments where it's like, okay, I got to start uh, walking the walk and not just talking it. Yeah. Right. The faith is like challenged. Everything is, it's kind of like exposed. I can imagine, at least for me, I, I would think that, you know, um, in, in such a trying time, it's like, okay, how do you respond? What were your thoughts? What were, you know, the things that you were faced with and challenged with and how did you overcome in such a, a long extended recovery time? I can imagine it must've been difficult. Yeah, and, and it, it was because, I mean, you're thinking, okay, this is going to be a quick recovery. And, you know, my heart was broke, too, because of the fact that I, I thoroughly enjoyed what I did, um, working with kids and traveling the country. You know, I had a lot of events uh, booked that summer uh, where I was going to be going to speak at a camp. And I know one in Michigan, uh, I think there was a couple more lined out, and... I had to get all those canceled. And, and, and one of them in particular, which I haven't told a lot of people this, but uh, I wasn't able to get in contact with them or nobody was because I was the only one that knew my schedule. And so there was a, a church, a camp in Michigan. I think it was the one in Michigan where uh, I, I heard that they were all out at the airport. Welcome, Pastor Cody. And wow. I didn't get off the plane. And so... I was, you know, still in a coma. Uh, so I didn't even know where I was at. So it was uh, very devastating, very hard and challenging. And so obviously your faith is rocked as your whole world is rocked. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And where, where, where were you? Were you married at the time or anything like that or had kids at the time? No, I, I was a single man, still a single man. Hope to someday find a wife and have kids. That's something I'm, I'm praying about. I, I'm 30 years old and, uh, you know, God is still doing a work in me and, uh, yeah, I look forward to that time. So you were very young then when this happened, I didn't know that you were 30 years old or you're 30 years old right now. Yes. Yeah. I, wow. was, only 20, I was only 23 when this all went down. Wow. That's even an extra challenge, you know, because it's kind of like even, you know, like bright eyed for the world and possibilities especially in your early 20s, I know that we all, you know, possess to some extent. And now you're faced with such a, 
a challenge. So yeah, continue. Let me know because I know you were going to mention about you know some of the questions you had um, at that time, and I'm curious to know even you know what the Lord may have shared with you, um, or if you've if you've got any answers like that um, throughout this journey. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, and and like I said, you know, I wondered why. You know, we we always wonder why God. You know, it did. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, you start taking things like, well, okay, did I do something wrong? It is. Did God do this to me? Mm-hmm. Uh, and and here here's my that I discovered on that, and I and I really went through and I I really searched the scriptures, but I also had a strong support system backing me. A lot of mentors, pastors, and different ones. And there was a pastor in Illinois. I'd sp- spoken at their church about a year before all this happened. And no, maybe not even a year. It was just maybe a few months, it seemed like. And um, he wanted to connect me with a guy by the name of Dave Reaver. And Dave Reaver, he served in Vietnam, and so a lot older than I. Uh, but he's been in the ministry for years, and he's really impacted many, many people and powerful ministry. And so he uh, said, I need to get you in contact with him. So he connected both of us, and we spoke over the phone. And and Dave uh, shared with me his story. While he was in Vietnam, he was uh, throwing a hand grenade. And as he was about to release it, a sniper had shot the hand grenade, and it blew up all over his body. And so he his face uh, is scarred. He's ha- He has fingers amputated. And he told me, he said, no, Cody, I dealt for years. I dealt with depression. Uh, you know, suicidal thoughts, uh, and he said that he was doing a TV show, TBN, and I believe he said it was Jan Crouch at the time. He said he was sitting down with her, and he said, uh, she she asked me, she said, Dave, you know why God allowed this to happen? And he said that it frustrated me at the time, because why would this woman ask me this on live TV? <laughs> and so he said, but she said, Dave, God did not do this to you. Uh, but he allowed it to happen because he could trust you with the scars. And that statement changed his entire outlook on life and seeing this situation completely different. And, you know, in the Christian world, we have such a thing as we call apologetics. And if you really start diving into the scriptures, because a lot of people, we wonder why is there evil? Why is there a lot of bad things happening in our world? And, you know, uh, I, I don't believe God is out to hurt people. I don't believe that. Um, I believe as children, we receive disciplinary punishment for our good. Uh, however, I don't believe what happened to me was a result of that. I believe it was a result of this man's free will. It was driving. We live in a fallen world. Things happen, uh, no matter if I'm a Christian or if I'm not a Christian. And, you know, life isn't always fair. We all go through hurdles and trials and and uh, but through it all, I think the 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 hope and benefit that we as Christians have, we have uh, Jesus who we can depend on in our time of need, and uh, he has been just that. He's really been faithful and seen me through it all. Uh, but you know, I, I did. I, I had my moments of depression, and you just wonder, you know, am I ever going to get through this? What is the ministry going to look like now? Because you know, the, the church working with the children, they was certainly wanting to bring me on back on staff. and uh, But I had told them, I said, listen, I said, I'm still going through so much. So I respectfully in that position. Because um, I, I knew at the time, along with the, tra- the traveling ministry, was really taking off. So I knew eventually 
I was going to be traveling anyhow. It was going to be an evangelistic ministry. Um, so it was like one of those uh, pivoting moments for me. And I was like, okay, well, now it's time to pray, seek God. What is the direction that needs to be taken uh, for my life moving forward? And so it's, it's really uh, been incredible, incredible to see the turnaround. And God has opened up so many remarkable doors for my life uh, that I never would have had if I hadn't gone through this experience. I love Romans 8.28, and we know that in all things God works together for the good of those who love Him and are called according to His purpose. And I have really seen that to uh, be so in my life. God has worked this entire thing out for my good. And the vision that I had years ago is taking place at a greater scale at a different level than I would have imagined. So I still, on occasion, will work with children. I've spoken at kids' camps and done some of those things. However, uh, the audience has gr has grown. Uh, I speak to a lot of adults. I'm just starting to get in, well, before COVID, just starting to get into the college uh, market. And obviously, those are not so much faith-based, more so motivational, as well as in the corporate world as well. But you know, my big hope and prayer is that seeds of hope are planted and ultimately they will discover that it's it's Jesus uh, that is the only only reason I'm smiling. Uh, but yeah, I speak uh, spoken to a lot of burn survivors, young adult camps, uh, correctional facilities. It's been remarkable doing a lot of TV stuff, radio stuff. And I released my book back in 2018. And uh, so, yeah. <laughs> Tell us, um, and what is the title of your book for those who may be interested? Yes, the book is uh, called Scar Release, Breaking Free of Yesterday's Troubles. And it is available on Amazon. Uh, my website, um, there is a link at CodyBurns.com, C-O-D-Y-B-Y-R-N-S.com. There's a, a tab on there that says Scar Release Book. And if they go to that, they can actually download the first chapter for free. Um, to give it a try. And it's, you know, it's not a large book. It's very personal, you know, it's conversational. And I take my story and I really relate it with everybody as a whole, because if they don't have, and that's the thing too, I'm also respectful of other people's beliefs. Um, even though I talk about my faith, I sure don't shove it down people's throats. Um, but I talk about what God has brought me through, my journey, and I relate it to people because if they're not dealing with the physical scars, they certainly might have the emotional. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's uh, got a lot of good feedback. Praise God. Praise God for using such a trying time to bring, you know, even greater things to your life. I should say more opportunities to your life. Um, I was truly blessed and I'm still meditating on what you shared that Dave said to you, you know, he can trust you with the scars that, that blessed me on many degrees that I'm sure I probably can't even express it right now. But um, I'm, I'm really happy that you shared your testimony today, Cody. I'm really happy and I really believe it, it, it will go on to bless many as it already has done. Um, so I thank you for your time today and the willingness to open up about, you know, the, 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 the path that you walked down. Oh my goodness. Well, thank you so much. And I, I really hope it blessed people and, you know, my big thing is I, I give God all honor and praise. I mean, he has been Amen. so good to me. And uh, 
He loves us. And I think that's the, the big thing I really want to get out there is that Jesus loves you. And if you don't know him, you can know him today. Wow, that blessed me. That blessed me. Specifically the part where Cody shared, you know, he could trust you with the scars. Like that to me, that speaks about the cross. You know, like God trusted Jesus with the scars of the cross. You know, he put that cross upon him to carry, which will, which brought so many back um, to the Lord, back to God, redeemed our souls for the whole world and opened the door for the whole world to see and experience the love of God and most of all obtain eternal life. And so I don't know about you guys, but my heart is filled with joy and gratitude um, from Cody's testimony. I am truly blessed to have heard it today. And I pray that you are blessed as well and that you go on to share this testimony um, about the goodness of the Lord and how he makes things that can seem so tragic for us turn out to be something that is used for our benefit and for the benefit of others. If you have your testimony and you want to share it, you can reach out to me on my website, mytestimonypodcast.com, and I will be happy to set up a time with you to hear your testimony and to get it out there to the world as well. So be blessed and may the Lord bless you and keep you. Thank you.